Hello, and welcome to Follow the Woo podcast, where each week I, Fenelon Kush, will guide you on a journey into the land of the woo. We're going to investigate witchcraft, meditations, the paranormal and supernatural, alien and fey encounters, gurus, shamanism, and, and, and all the woo. So hold on to your butt. This just might be the weirdest part of your day. Hello, humans. It is cold as fuck. I don't know where you are in the world right now listening, but here in Louisville, Kentucky, it is very cold. We had an ice storm last night. I do love a snow day or an ice day, but I also can't stand being cold. I know I've mentioned this before, but I I just, it's not for me. I really am built to live in a tropical climate or some somewhere very warm year-round, like Southern California, where I just came from. Oh, how I miss the Southern California. But you know what I don't miss in Southern California? The prices. I really don't. So, anywho, I do love it here in Louisville, but I am happy that we are celebrating today and tomorrow in bulk. And when I say we, I mean fellow witches and pagans who follow the wheel of the year. But yeah, I'm excited. It is in bulk. And so it is time for the light to come into the dark. But seriously, this is sort of the moment in the wheel of the year that the light is now coming into the dark side of the year. So it's it's basically like a, hey, hold out hope kind of holiday. So we're going to do an in bulk episode just because I promised I would do every one of the eight Sabbaths in the wheel of the year. And I haven't done this one yet. So we only have a couple more. I don't know if people like these episodes or not, but I thought it would be cool to loop back around for myself to remember what these holidays mean and to see like what I want to take and continue to use for myself and then what I want to throw away. Because the thing I really love about witchcraft is that You get to pick and choose who you worship and what you worship and what kind of spells you do and what traditions you want to curate for yourself and your family or your cats, whatever. In case you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Fen? I am talking about the Wheel of the Year, which follows the Sabbaths. And there are basically four major ones, which would be the Fall Equinox, the Winter Solstice, the Spring Equinox, and the Summer Solstice. So if you look at a circle, those are all the quarter points of the year. And this is based in the Northern Hemisphere, just as a note for my listeners who are not listening here. And then you have the quarter points, which are Samhain or Halloween. Imbolc, which is today and tomorrow, Beltane, which is May Day, May 1, and then Lamas or Lunasa, which is August 1. So you have these eight Sabbaths to basically just show how the, the wheel of the year is turning. And it's also a way to be more connected with nature, and it's a way to be prepared for what season is coming next. I'm still learning too, you know? I don't love all of the traditions of all of the Sabbaths. I do like the idea of tuning in eight times a year to sort of check in with what's happening in the outside world, which I rarely see lately because I'm always in front of my fucking computer. And also, like, I'm a traditional person in a lot of ways. 
well, let me rephrase. I am not a traditional person. <laughs> I am a fucking weirdo through and through. Not at all in the box, as it were. But I love creating traditions and celebrating with friends as many times as I can throughout the year, friends and family. So I'm really big on that. And I love making your own traditions based on set ones in the past. Anywho, that's the Sabbaths. That's what we're going through. And we're going to talk about Imbolc, which is also called Imbolg as well. There's a little G on there if you want. In the Christian land, it's also called Candlemas or St. Bridget's Day. So St. Bridget is basically what happens when Christianity takes over a Celtic goddess. I think she first shows up in like 10th century. I might be wrong about that. I'm not great with time, but I'm pretty sure the celebrations for her go back pretty far because we're talking, she's uh, the daughter of the Dagda, which is from the Tua Danan. And that's the oldest Celtic pantheon that there is. So she's pretty dang old. And then, of course, we all know Taylor's oldest time, the Christian church came in and was like, I like this. So now she's a saint. She's been canonized by the church. But I like Bridget. I do. She's considered to a lot of people a triple goddess. So she's got a lot of power. And what that means is that she's got three components of herself. Depending on who you ask, those are actual separate beings, or they're just sort of ideas or archetypes of her. And they all work together to create cool shit. And in her case, she is the goddess of poetry, fertility, prophecy. She's a fire goddess. The other two components of the triple goddess would be the healer and the smith. So blacksmith, because she was also very deeply connected to blacksmithing. She's old. She's important because she has that direct connection to the Dagda. And so she's got a lot of wonderful qualities. She's also associated with wisdom and protection. And if you've ever seen those like little, they're usually green, but they're also sometimes beige, but they're kind of like woven together little crosses. And in this episode, that's the artwork. So if you've ever seen one of those, that's a Bridget's cross and people would and still do hang them on their doors or in their cars or wherever to sort of ask that Bridget brings them blessings and protection for the remainder of the year. And Bridget is also, she's the fire. She's bringing in the light. So we're still in the dark part, like half of the wheel of the year. You know, that's from the fall equinox to the spring equinox or Mabon to Astara. And so in between that is the winter solstice. And then in between that is Kondamas. So we're like so close, right? She's bringing that fire. She's bringing in the light. And it's a nice time too, because we have a full moon coming up on the 5th in Leo. Leo fits nicely with Aquarius, which is what the sun is in right now. And I love this full moon specifically because Leo is really fiery. The theme of fire comes up again and again. Leo is helping us pull that forward. I mean, I like candles for every ritual or for every Sabbath, really, and every aspect, every full moon. But it's, you know, a special time to really be big on drawing in the light. So if you were to do spell work, you could do something that's like, I love to get very physical. So like you could literally pull, like if you were 
playing tug of war or something, you know, you could pretend in your ritual and you could even set something up if you did it with someone else or with a group of people where you're literally like having somebody represent the dark or something represent the dark. That's obviously very heavy that you could tie the one into and then pulling with everybody else on the other side and sort of pulling in the light would be a really cool way to do that. I also love the idea of turning up lights little by little, almost if you had a bunch of dimmer switches, that would be really cool. You know, you could start if you were in a circle or something, you could have everybody be really quiet with some kind of chant. You know, you could chant Bridget, 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 and then it would get lighter and lighter and and you would get louder and louder. And so when you got to the loudest Brighton. You could have these super bright lights and it could be this sort of cathartic moment of you saying like, hey, do not despair. You will be okay. Plug in your sun lamps. You will make it through this last little bit. Also, what's cool about it is you can use that energy with your coven or if you're a solo practitioner, it doesn't matter, whatever you're going to do for Imbolc, you can use that energy from whatever spell you do to participate in some other preparation, mental, spiritual, cobweb cleanup. You're getting ready for the light half of the wheel. And that's when there's so much energy. There's so much more to do. And your body is kind of bouncing around with more energy at that time. So I like to say this is the best time of year for a whiteboard. Bridget is the bringer of the whiteboard. (laughs) I love a whiteboard year round. If you know me, you know that. But this is a great time to like couple meditating with a whiteboard. You want to have a plan for when a star or spring hits. It's going to be nuts. And I have a personal feeling that this year is going to be especially nuts, especially for fire signs. But I don't know. That's just my feeling and kind of based on loosely based on some astrological readings I've done. And I am by no means an astrological expert whatsoever, but I think it's going to be gnarly in the best possible way if we can get a hold on shit and be ready for it. And a lot of times I'm not ready when it hits and then I have to like hit the ground running and I can't stand that feeling. It's like top three, at least, maybe the worst feeling emotionally that I can have was is like being so far behind that you like cannot catch up. I can't stand that feeling. So if you're anything like me, take a moment, break out a whiteboard or get a giant poster board and just kind of like map out where you think you're going, what you think you want to do, what you want your life to look like at the end of the year. It's a good time for that. Like I said, uh, in bulk is a pagan holiday. I don't know. I I recently listened to a podcast episode. It was a bonus Patreon episode from the podcast Strange Familiars. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, you absolutely should. Timothy Renner hosts it and, and has created the whole being that that is. And he's a bad bitch. He's a friend of mine. And he was talking about angels with this guy named Brother Richard, who is a a Franciscan monk, I believe. And he focuses on the mystical and has sort of like a lot of occult knowledge about things, but is also a Christian monk. And I love listening to him fuse together Christianity and paganism, etc. I think there's a lot to unpack there. And it does kind of rub me the wrong way when we talk about Christianity and how like they just cherry picked what they wanted. And it's like, you can cherry pick what you want and then do what you want with that. But then don't be a dick to people who don't do it your way is always my thing. Like, I know that my listeners agree with this. I'm trying to stay open-minded though. There's more to unpack there and I'm sure I will be unpacking it more this year because angels are going to be a big topic coming up. So you put a pin in it. 
Oh, and I forgot to say, Bridget was born with a flame in her head. She is fiery as fuck. I don't know when she was born, but I feel like she's got Leo vibes to me. So I love that she's getting this espit shortly after in bulk. What I was going to tell you is that she's credited with being involved in the very first keening, which I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's like the wailing that people uh, still do to this day at funerals. And it's really fascinating. It's just permission to go ahead and allow yourself to, to wail and cry and sob and get it all out in a group, generally with women. That's why you often hear the term wailing women. And there's lots of different depictions of this in various cultures as well. If you've been watching Anne Rice's new, what is it, Immortal some fucking shit, AMC basically bought the rights to Anne Rice's everything. And so they just did the first season of Interview with a Vampire. I don't know if you saw that or not. Also, they just started season one of The Mayfair Witches. But there is a scene in that where they're doing a flashback. And it's this long line of witches and they're doing a keening in the middle of the woods. And it's really cool to watch on screen. It was just really also kind of uncomfortable, if I'm honest. You know, just allowing yourself to be so loud and so... So thorough in feeling those intense emotions. While we were watching, my wife was like, oh, I bet that's like the way we should do it. And it probably is to get out of the witchcraft thing for a beat. Like even in Buddhist philosophy and writings, if you're feeling an emotion, allow yourself to feel it fully. Don't resist it. Don't shame yourself for it. Just feel it all the way. Like if you're feeling lazy, feel lazy, hardcore, go ham on feeling lazy. Then eventually your body will move out of it naturally because you've allowed it to do what it needs to do animals do this naturally. And we've talked about this before, or I've talked about this before. I always think of us as like in conversation. Humans are really the only species that don't release energy when they need to. For instance, if we get into a car accident or something, we get hurt, we kind of rush it off. And if we're fine, we move on, but we didn't let go of that trauma. And so that trauma they found can get stuck in the psoas. But when a lion or any other creature gets hurt, they shake it off. And that shaking releases it from getting stuck. Maybe let yourself really feel and wail it out. You could go into the woods and scream at the top of your lungs. That brings you back to Leo. Leo is all about feeling it all. You have to be vulnerable and willing to step into the darkness, to the pain of what it means to be a human. You don't get the joy without the pain. They go together for whatever reason. Those polarities, they exist in this lifetime. I think Bridget and this full moon and Leo, they're calling us to say, allow yourself to feel even if it's painful because beyond that pain or even within that pain, like in the very exact painful moment, there is joy. Leo is also a super sign of the queens and kings, all the queens and all the kings. You know, it's Again, pulling out the light, pulling out the inner queen or king inside of you to the surface and allowing that brave queen or king or non-binary parliament. I feel like there should be another term as somebody who identifies as non-binary. Anyway, you should be able to pull that through to face the rest of this year. Because here's the thing, you have something really important to give. Everybody does. But most of us are so afraid to share who we really are for many reasons, capitalism, our parents, so many reasons. We have to be brave enough to face that fear and to dig up and express 
what we find in there with the world because nobody knows how to do it the same way you do. Even if you do something that loads of other people do, like loads of other people have paranormal podcasts, no one does it like I do. And I don't do it like anybody else does. Being brave and strong and powerful and queen-like is not about being a bully or being forceful or being the best. It's about being yourself. It's about remembering who you are. It's about being vulnerable. It's about having integrity. It's about looking stupid and still doing the right thing. That's what this holiday means to me. I did a meditation and full disclosure, I've been out of practice of meditating for months. So this is difficult for me to even get on the mat, but I did it. And I noticed that like the first few minutes, my body was so tense. Then as the meditation went on, like probably the last couple of minutes of the meditation, I noticed that I felt like dying for this feeling, this feeling of like, oh, you can just relax for a second. And it's funny how many excuses I come up with to not do that. But I have to remember, and please hold me accountable if you if we communicate in whatever way we do. And I'll be like, Finn, have you meditated today? Because it's so helpful for me and I think everyone, because what it does, it's not just about like relieving stress and clearing your mind, whatever. What I think meditating is about, like more than anything else, is remembering who you are. Because when you go into deeper meditations, your body disintegrates the hard edges of your fingers, you know, everything that feels very tangible, it goes away. And you start to realize experientially, not intellectually, that your body is connected with everything. Your body is just energy. And we only see it as this tangible thing because that's what we're taught. That's the paradigm that we operate in, most of us, in this particular time-space continuum, which is confusing right now because I'm doing some research on time and it's making my brain explode. But that's what it's about. And so when you sit there for a second, I can almost hear, remember me. And it sounds so silly, but it's there. It's like a little voice in the back of my head that's like, this is where all the power is. It's all right here. That's where all of the wisdom comes from. I just thought I'd tell you that because maybe it'll help you with your spiritual practice if you have one. Let's just go through a few more things about Imbolc just so you have them in your brain. Other names would be Candle Moss, also Distinted the Festival of Bridget, the Festival of Light, the Feast of the Virgin. Then there's St. Bridget's Day. And uh, symbols would be candles, burrowing animals, like the groundhog for Groundhog's Day, which is also a sign of good spring to come. Sun wheels, the St. Bridget's Cross. It's a time to plan and prepare You can do some of the stuff I mentioned, but also gather stones or buy some flowers. It can be simple stuff. Magic can be simple. It's really just tying your thought to an action so that you are paying attention more, really. The colors associated with this Sabbath are white, yellow, pink. Some of the goddesses that are connected to this specific holiday besides Bridget are Anu, which is Irish, Arachne, which is Greek, Athena, which is Greek, Inanna, which is Sumerian, and Inanna is fascinating. That's going to come up in a future episode here. We might go on a deep dive with Inanna, so put a pin in that as well. Selene, which is Greek, Vesta, Roman, there's so many, Gaia, which is Greek, Kebahut, which is 
Egyptian. Then you have gods, Benic, which is Slavic, Eros, which is Greco-Roman, Essis, which is Gaulish, Pax, which is Roman, etc. I mean, there's so many. If you were going to use ritual oils, I would say like jasmine, olive, apricot, carnation, things like that, that are like very flowery. Again, animals associated are going to be birds, burrowing animals, sheep, lambs, also dragons, probably because they're connected to fire, something else. You should put a pin in because dragons are going to come up later too. Mythical creatures are like the firebird, again, the dragon, which depends on who you ask if they're mythical or not. Plants are evergreen, willow, rosemary, clover, and my favorite, dill. This is a big feast day. You know, buy something you never buy today. Teas would be like a red clover, which is really good for cramps, by the way. We leave that out when we have our periods in this house. Chamomile, rosemary, blackberry. And if you're working with stones or crystals, turquoise and amethyst are chef's kiss. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. And I will catch up with you next week with a new two-part episode that I'm not going to tell you anything about, but it's going to be interesting. Happy in bulk, people. Bye. Thank you for following the woo with me today. If you love what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to Follow the Woo wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling particularly stoked about this show, please leave a review and or rating. You can also support this podcast by becoming a member of The Order of Woo, where you'll get community access and loads of extra goodies exclusively on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash follow the woo. The Order of Woo patrons bolster this podcast and community and allow for the creation of more content, products, services, and events over time. Every little bit helps, and I'm so grateful for the patrons who have joined the order already. If you've experienced something magical, mystical, or just downright weird and want to discuss it, or if you're interested in sharing your expertise, or if you want me to research a woo topic with you or for you, please email me at followthewoo at gmail.com. Join me next week for another woo topic. And remember, tell the truth, be nice to each other, and if it feels right, follow the woo.